I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, gang. Welcome back to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the uh, tongue-in-cheek advice podcast. As I always said, I don't know why I do an advice podcast. People don't really ask me for much advice, but it's just fun to listen to randos. I say that respect with respect, being one. Uh, call in and leave me messages, and then I say, hey, this might help with my guests. As always, if you need actual help, get it. Uh, this, this show is not for you if you're hanging on by a thread. <laughs> that said, uh, I have uh, a comedian with me who I have never met personally, but I'm a huge fan of. And I, I really love what they've done in such a short amount of time in terms of their exposure, in terms of uh, what, what they do and how they operate on, online. And um, anyway, without further ado, Caleb Huron is here with me. Caleb, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate I- it. I am a huge fan of yours. I also want to say, I, I think it's really brave for you to be recording with the loudest noises in the world going on behind you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, someone just started attacking. I'm so sorry if, if that's coming through. Uh, someone just started attacking uh, our, our bushes around the house. <laughs> it's our gardener who just it's... shows up whenever he wants to show up. And I do this, I do this podcast <laughs> one hour a fucking week and he picked right now. Like it sounds. Somebody. It sounds like a motorcycle gang uh, with long, with with uh, fucking chainsaws. I know. I was just like, I don't know if this is being picked up as loud as it sounds right in here. <laughs> but it's but, like, well, I mean, Renee, do you think I should just go to another room? What do you think? <laughs> I think you should. Okay. I didn't realize it was coming through that. Like sometimes some shit will go on and I can't tell if it's playing or whatever. I hope you keep all this in, by the way. I think oh, that yeah, people need it. to know. People Why need not? to know. Why not? Let's 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 cut when I go to the like right now, real quick. Renee, just pause. There's also a decent chance that I get interrupted because actually my landscaping guy decided to park in my driveway, so I had to block him in. Oh, so good. We're both gonna get uh, landscaping guy difficulties, I think. Yeah, so video-wise, this is probably going to suck, Renee, because we just don't have time to set up my... I, I just can't believe that fuck this. I got to get in a motherfucking studio. I need a controlled environment. Sick of this. I'm obsessed with... I, this, is my, this has been my favorite part of quarantine is just how fucking psychotic doing recordings of like self-tapes or anything is. Oh, my God. It's just been bananas. Okay. <laughs> now, this is terrible with the light. This is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm addicted. I really love it. I, w- I wish all this could be put out. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're, we're going to fucking ke- keep it. It's like, I f- feel like I usually keep so even keel on this goddamn show. I'm just like, whatever. Okay, here. Do this. Put it down like that. <laughs> Let me close this closet. Uh, Matt running around his Light house. Out. It's a cute bed, though. We got a cute setup on the bed. I wonder if this Thanks, is a guest man. bed. Okay, and we're back. Lighting's weird, but whatever. Uh, well, that's done. Um, is he following me? I think he's fucking following. <laughs> Let's go to my kids' room. It literally sounds. It literally sounds like he's moving window to window with. Oh, you. it's crazy. <laughs> waving. It's just just waving a fucking uh, 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 weed whacker around. Okay. Now, let's see if I can put it on. There we go. Do this. 
put it on the changing table. <laughs> and it's light. Sucks balls. He's going to come back here. He is. <laughs> he's going to come in. And and he's going to pop out of the closet with the leaf blower. Then I'm going to move to the front. So where where I where I was, and we'll have uh, some light again. Okay. Boom. Kid's name in the background. Rose. I'm addicted okay. to the shot. <laughs> oh, thanks for your patience, man. I'm chilling. Uh, you were uh, mentioning how I was in uh, uh, Gay Town uh, yes. for for two. You were asked about that, and. Yes. Uh, you did, if you don't mind, I, I, I'll just ask you, you, you were talking about, you just like, I don't like gay places. No, I, it's not for me. I wasn't, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I love gay people with all my heart. Like it, I love gay people so fucking much, specifically lesbians, and they're almost never at gay spaces. So that's probably why I don't like gay spaces. But all of them, Fire Island, Palm Springs, any, I just, it's not, even like Boys Town in Chicago sometimes, I will go like once in a while, but it just does not feel like it was designed for me um, for a lot of reasons, but it just is not, it's not it. I don't like it. No, I can dig it. Uh, I, I, I mentioned uh, Dina Martina. First time I saw her, she had a monologue about being in like in P-Town. It's just, there's just too much gay. And it was like a huge laugh and going through all the types. Like I was there, the first week I was there was Bear Week. And then the second week was uh, Girl Splash, which was the lesbian one. And Oh, I would uh, love Girl Splash. Girl Splash was far, far, far more chill than Bear Week. Bear Week was just, it was, a, it, it, by, it was very crowded. Like this was when it was on the news that that whole COVID explosion had happened in P-Town around the 4th. Yeah. And it was like... I remember walking by. Let me shut the door. You can hear it, right? <laughs> Motherfuckers after me. <laughs> now I'm locked in here and I can't get out. Uh, is he coming this way? He's right. Did you see him? <laughs> no, but I can hear him. This is awesome. <laughs> oh no, now I'm shut. I'm locked in. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I hope Renee's enjoying this as much as I am. Oh, this is, we've never had anything like this. It's just, rather than just flip out, it's just, I'm finding it fucking hilarious. Oh, it's the perfect, I can't wait to tell people how unprofessional this was. Oh, please. please. <laughs> Dude, anything, anything that gets me any fucking coverage. It's like, you know how hard it is to get any sort of fucking press on any kind of show you ever work on. I'm going to tell people, I was, a, I was a huge fan of Matt and then did the pod. And I got to say, really turned the tide. Really fucked it up because you know, he invited <laughs> over a, 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 a guy with a weed whacker that threw it against the side of the house repeatedly <laughs> to the point where uh, we couldn't hear each other. Okay. Yeah. I... So where were we? Sorry. I wish I wish you could have seen. I love lesbians, and I wish you could have seen mm. right before I, I I used to live in Chicago, um, and right before I was about to move to LA, I was like, oh, I gotta buy a car again because I had had one before I moved to Chicago, then got rid of it. Yeah, because I didn't need it in Chicago. Public transit's great there, and then um, as you know, and then I was get, getting a new one, and I I was like, I need a mechanic to help me find because I cannot afford to buy a, a decent car. Uh -huh. I didn't have a job. I I quit my job right before the pandemic to do comedy full time. Incredible, brilliant, genius, and. Oh. 
Um, anyway, so I, this, my, my friend's girlfriend is a lesbian mechanic and you should have seen the way that people treat Like when we went to look at cars, these men we were talking to oh. would like immediately come towards me and be like, she runs like a dream. And I'd be like, you're going to want to talk to the lesbian. I know. <laughs> I'm here to look at like the colors of the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would just, I would always, I would also try to, I don't know. I know enough about cars that I could have done it on my own, but I would chip in like the dumbest questions after her because she'd be like, how often did you change the transmission fluid? Okay, good, good, good. And this is a semi blah, blah. And she would, you know, and then at the end, I would just try really hard to sound like, I would be like, I would be like, yeah. And it, it has a transmission. It has a transmission. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, I would oh, try to like jump wheels. in. Four yeah. wheels are, okay, good. And it, awesome, good. awesome, awesome. Good. Yeah, it was, it was, Girl Splash was a lot more mellow. I, I didn't, I, we, we purposely did not go to tea during Bear Week because Bear Week was so fucking crowded out there on the boat slip dock what is tea tea is uh uh it's a gathering that happens every single day between four and seven out on a giant bar dock it's like a club okay it, it's everyone goes and gets drunk and then they go out to eat so yeah. uh we walked by it and because our, our our rental was like two blocks away from the boat slip and we like i looked in because of my height i could see over the fence and it was just shoulder to shoulder chest to chest back to back it was so packed yeah. and i'm just like ah guys this is an outbreak it, it, guys you know so when we went girl splash no one there who had, went there as it started and then people started kind of like filtering in and it was super chill you know and he's back uh, Rick, i don't know what to do he's like doing the whole house <laughs> like, this is the only hour we had and my fucking kids in daycare now and it's like you have got I, think to put I think there's out. two of them. I think there's two of them. <laughs> They're tag team in the house. They're tag teaming me. <laughs> like I'm just I don't know. I'm just gonna keep moving. We did we did an episode of our podcast with Beth Stelling where she had a a sandwich delivery go awry during the recording. Amazing. And she was like running chasing a postmate around the building and like <laughs> I mean it was truly psychotic and it, it's my favorite one of ours. So I kind of hope I hope your fans love this chaos. No, I mean I, I I'm serious when it's like, you know, if if anyone is just like something went wrong and it made his podcast better. I would not I don't care if somebody like shits all over and it. is like it's always people calling in and blah blah blah. Something went wrong and now it's good subscribe. I don't care. So it's I like love you know, that for them. Yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> all, 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 all publicity is, is is good. I actually, I I lived in Chicago before I moved to uh, L.A. Uh, and uh, I used to go to Market Street Days every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, street fair. It was my favorite street fair, just because it was so nuts and uh, partying was pretty much prominent in my life back then. I was like in my late twenties. Um, and, uh, 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 I remember it, it being a blast, but I remember by the end of the day being like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> it was just too oh, yeah. many people, too nuts. Where, where'd you live in Chicago? I lived for one year in, um, Buena Park, like uptown area. Oh, right on. And then I lived for two years in Lakeview. Oh, right on. Yeah. I, I lived in, uh, Lincoln Park the last four years I was there. So not yeah. far at all. I love Chicago, but that that also, I'm sober, so I think okay. that's another reason that queer spaces are um, tough. Sure. But I I also am a very much like like you said when when I'm ready, and it's not just parties; it's anything. When I'm ready to leave somewhere, mm -hmm. it's everything's over. I like I, I. It doesn't matter if there's 20 people. It doesn't matter if it's just me. When I've decided that I want to leave, it has to happen immediately. Right. 
because I just, it's in my head now and I'm like, oh, this is over now, but it's time to go. Mm -hmm. I, I do love uh, my friends like that who are just like, uh, that's like, that's it. I remember um, uh, Eric Andre would have these legendary birthday parties every year and he'd have like a petting zoo and he lived in this shitty apartment and he would like pay his neighbors to leave for the night yeah. or something and he had strippers <laughs> and all this, just crazy. And I remember I went, I took Dave Holmes and his boyfriend, Ben Wise, and they just disappeared. And I was with my my now wife and like a bunch of other friends. And he, he just texted me, could not deal. Like all. <laughs> I think Dave and I have that. That literally. Like, I get it, man. I get it. I, I, I was with him in Chicago. He had gone there to write, uh, finish his book. And I went out with some friends. And one friend of mine who's now sober used to do a lot of uh, coke. And he came like tumbling out of this bathroom. We were all in a bar uh, and he, with his friend laughing with the Coke eyes. And Dave just turns to me and goes, I'm gone. Nope, nope, nope. And, <laughs> and, it, and I was like, yeah, you pulled the ripcord at the right time. It got real bad after that. It, like, I I was famous in college. My 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 roommate and I, that, what if that was the end of it? I was famous in college. I was famous in college <laughs> for throwing a party and then going to bed during it. I was well, just... I would just be, we would have 70 people. We, we had these bal two balcony apartments uh, my last two years of college. And we, uh, we were friends with people who lived in the one next to us. So we could throw pretty uh, in, good parties. And I would, I would, we would have, you know, 70, 80, 100 people over. And, you know, probably about to break this fuck. I think we did break a, a, the staircase at one point. Um, and I would just, in the middle of it, I'd be like, all right, guys, my door is locked now because I'm going to bed. And right. people hated that. But <laughs> I'm like, I got to go. It's over now. Yeah, I did that once when I first moved to Chicago where I just went, I just like got wasted and I think I, I threw up in the toilet and was like, that's it. It was at my apartment, which was tiny. And I invited all these people from my work, this bar I worked in, and they all showed up late and were like, where is he? Oh, did you, did you hook up with somebody? You know, they think I'm in there with like a girl. No, <laughs> in my clothes, on my face, on my bed. Like, yeah, no. fully passed out. I, 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 yeah, when I want to go, I got to go. Yeah, did you... Uh, was it was a sober thing just uh were you never a big imbiber or was it like you were just like i just don't need it anymore and if, if you don't want to answer don't we can also cut this i'm not going to try to get to the, the base and the root of you that way no no we can we can talk about everything I, nothing's ever off limits for me i i sober is a difficult okay so i am not sober in the way that i ever had a problem basically i i never really I have never smoked weed or done any drugs, uh, period, not once, because I have a bunch of people in my family with uh, addiction problems. And I just, from a very young age, was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I do not want to be in Missouri doing whatever the fuck people are doing around here. So stayed away from that stuff, but drank a lot in high school and then uh, <laughs> joined a fraternity when I got to college, drank a decent amount then. But then like after a year or so, I was like, I don't like this. It makes me extra. I think there's something wrong with my bot. Like I get so sick. I, if I have one drink, my stomach starts to hurt in a way that I can't even really explain. Um, so I, I, I didn't really like it. And, um, yeah, so I just kind of stopped. Hey. Okay. Now I got to move again. I'm addicted. Oh my God. How is it? Renee, it's getting so much louder. Yeah. It's, it goes in and out on my, I, I hear it yeah. in waves. Yeah, exactly. It's so okay. funny. It's so funny also that this guy doesn't have a schedule and, and, and happened 
to pick the time you needed him not to. It's it's, it's just bananas. And like, <laughs> I mean, and I love him. Like he's so it's him and his son. They're so great. Yeah. Uh, 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 and 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 it's just that thing where it's just like I just gotta figure out. You know, we usually we usually do this podcast earlier in the day anyway, but so it can't be. It wasn't like, oh, I always have this time, but it's like an hour a week. Like, what are the odds? What a weird lottery to win for yeah. this recording. So fucking odd, it's, man. I, honestly, it's it's probably the luck that I brought to you. This is the kind of shit that happens. Like, the most. I, I do get this luck. I, the the shit that you're like that couldn't possibly. You park illegally. You know when you park illegally for a truly three and a half minutes, and you're like. I, there is a 0% chance that someone gets a ticket in this three and a half minutes. I will get two. It like, I don't know what it is. I just have, I have that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that today. I'm, I've been very lucky in life in a lot of ways, but like in the minutia is where it's yes. like fucked. Like the little things are the ones that are just like, Oh, of course that happened. You know, like yes. the, the amount of times I've had something go wrong on uh, uh, on a computer or something like they're trying to log me in and I'm on the thing with like a Facebook person, I'm trying to promote a gig and I can't fix, you know, something won't align. The amount of times I've, I've dealt with someone technical and they go, wow, I've never seen this before. Or it's like, <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with me. It just, you know, it is, it's the universe. Yeah, I, I feel that very similar. I've been lucky in the big ways. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, oh, I hope that continues. I would love that forever. Sure. But in the, the small ways, it's like the, I, a perfect example is uh, once in Chicago, my friend was working for Teach for America. And she was like, can you please, I am making $26 a year. <laughs> I have no help. I don't know anyone in the city. I have no free time. Can you please go wait at my apartment for this mattress? It's going to come exactly on time. I made them promise. And I said, yes. And so I go all the way down. I had to take like, she lived in like the Southwest side of Chicago. I had to take like five fucking trains and buses to get over there. It took like an hour and 45 minutes. The guy doesn't come for hours. She doesn't have AC. She didn't have TV or cable yet. So I sat in this apartment doing nothing for hours and hours with no AC in Chicago summer. Mattress finally comes. We, I have to help him carry it up the stairs, which I wasn't planning on. Get it up there. And then I leave and I'm feeling like, oh my God, I did it. I'm, I'm so happy that this is over. This is like my one day off this week. And this is how I spent it. Immediately drop my phone and crack it in a million pieces. And I'm like, that is, that is the way that I'm unlucky where it's like, yeah. you do a literal favor. You feel so good that it's over. And then you just get hit with an anvil. Right. <laughs> in a cartoon way. The yeah. way you come back, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I love it when it's something that you've, you should have known where like, I'll get through some kind of hell. And then my wife will come in and be like, oh, remember so-and-so's coming at 6 p.m. Like, fucking what? No, why? <laughs> no. That can't be and, true. And it's in your calendar. Like, yeah, but I don't want it. I need to decompress. Oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, oh, so before we were, we were cut off uh, by the gods, uh, we were just, we were talking about, uh, 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 party substances. And so, yeah, I basically, I, I drank a little bit in college because I was new to this fraternity and I was like, Oh, I want to go to the parties. I want to meet people. Mm -hmm. I did that. And then pretty much by, by the time I lived in the house, which was the worst time to decide that I didn't really want to drink anymore. Uh, like sophomore year, I was just like, this is not for me. I'm going to stop trying to force it. Yeah. And then I pretty much, I mean, now it's, I'll do like a celebratory shot if everyone's doing one or I'll have like a white claw once every like truly five or six months just sure. because i'm out and someone needs to buy a drink to because we're out of <laughs> like you know that thing where you're like we all want to go to another place but no one really wants to drink i'm like okay i'll buy a white claw so we right, can be right. at this table whatever so it's not really a like oh i'm sober in the like i've done the steps and i've written letters to people that i wronged no. or whatever way it's just yeah. it's like i don't really do stuff 
That's I, I've I've met as many people who are like that than are people who casually drink or who have made the decision because they had a problem. Like I, I I've known so many people who are kind of like, mm, this isn't my thing, you know, and, and I and I don't have to do this to be a man. I don't have to do this to be an adult. I do, this is not a, a celebration I'm going to force myself to have, you know, and put my body through. So, yeah, I also I, I also eat like garbage for the most part. And I, I exercise like maybe a couple times a week, not as much as I should. So I'm like, really, it's also just, uh, I don't, I don't need, I don't have, I have zero inhibitions. I can talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't really need it to have fun. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, well, if I can just not do this unhealthy thing, then maybe I, you know, I can feel less bad about eating like, I don't know, 17 cheeseburgers a week <laughs> you know, or whatever, or whatever I do. I mean, there's that. And it's also, you made the point of you can talk to anyone. That is such a huge one for drinking. I remember I used, I was on a show with, uh, with Will Arnett and he was like, he's sober. And he used to be, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'd get together with my friends and drink. And we go, let's get some personality. You know, yeah. like that, was like how they, they literally, that was their mentality. It's like, they're kidding, but they're not. They're like, right. I'm not good at talking to people. So I'm going to get hammered and then I won't care. You know, it's just like <laughs> sad. So it's, it's rad that you're, you're, you're that naturally well-adjusted and outward that, you know, that that was never a, 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 a lock you needed to pick, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Talking to people. I, I love talking to people. It's like the big thing for me. I feel like that really is my, like, I, 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 it doesn't feel like work to me. I like talking to anybody. I'm, I'm definitely the type of person who like, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember one time in college trying to explain to a friend this, like, I got real, real, real depressed. I, I'm talking about college a lot, actually this episode, but I, I got real depressed and I was trying to explain to my friend, one of the things that made me the most sad in the world. I was like, I was like, do you know when you're you're you you meet someone and you have a really friend a stranger and you have a really friendly interaction with them and then afterwards you realize you're never gonna see them again and they have a whole life that you don't know about and you're never gonna you know like this like and my friend was like yeah. oh that makes me happy and I was like oh see that that's a great great perspective but it, I talking to people yeah. is something that I like it's like my whole day like I'll spend a week thinking about uh, a person I met at a gas station for twelve seconds and it. Now, it now yeah. makes me happier, but it used to make me sad. But the point is that it's, it's always, it comes easy to me. Yeah. That's, and it's, you're, you're, you're thinking into people's perspectives and like, uh, 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 backgrounds and what they're going to do next. So you're kind of like seeing, because that to me speaks to your comedy because so much, so many of the online stuff you've put up is making fun of, I won't even say the minutia, but like something that like, oh, like someone relates to right away. Like those things, I was thinking just the other day, uh, as I was pulling into a parking lot for a Whole Foods to get specific, and your bit about a person on the phone who is a hundred percent in the wrong. Oh yeah. And and you're talking to them, and they will not let you speak. Where you're just basically going, uh huh, yeah. Well, no, to yeah, total, yeah, right. No, right. <laughs> It just kills me because we've been everyone in that equation. We've been the person who's just talking so they won't let anyone finish. Just like, no, but, and also, and I had this and they didn't know, but I, you know, I, I, well, they, they know they're not getting it. That, the, my favorite part of those interactions, I'm almost always, by the way, the other person I, so most of the, <laughs> the little videos I make, I'm like, okay, who's the bad person in this situation? Ah, uh, I don't want to be the, yeah, <laughs> I'll play the, I'll yeah, play the yeah, opposite. Yeah. But the, my favorite thing about that, when people are going on and on and cutting you off is what's basically happening, I think is, cause this is what happens to me when I'm doing it. They are not getting from you the, 
the the level of buy-in that they need to feel like this was successful venting. They need right. you to go. They need you to go. Fuck that bitch. She sucks. She should die. Join my team against right. them. Right. Yeah. And if and if you don't give them enough of that, they're like, well. Also, I will say like she also like three weeks ago they like start they try to like build their case. Yeah. And it's like I'm just not going to be on your side because you're wrong. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I someone. Someone did a fake Dear Abby once that was in a humor magazine when I was a kid. I thought it was the funniest shit where the letters were so long about like, I, my kids won't stop acting up. I've done everything. I've screamed at them. I've beat them unmercifully. I, I cry myself to sleep every night. What should I do? Please help. And it'd be, it was like, Dear Abby is a very prim and proper woman who never wanted to get involved. And so her answer would be like, uh, Dear Down and Out, how very unfortunate. That's all she wrote. And then there was a... <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You kind of have to be like that, where it's just like I, I look, you know, I, uh, I, I'm not going to slag this person who's not here. I know that isn't healing you the way you want it to right now, but I just, I can't, I can't join your, join your anger team. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. It, it also, I, I sometimes am annoyingly the friend who wants to be fair. So like my friend, like you know, someone will be. Yeah. All they want, and I've started. I've started just asking in the last couple of years. I it got me into a lot of trouble uh, there for a while, like interpersonally, that people would be telling me something or venting to me or whatever. And I'm a solutions person, so I just would be like, "Oh, here's what you need." So I started asking people, "Do you do you want me to agree with you or do you want advice?" And uh, I just ask up front because I'm like, if you want me to agree with you, I genuinely, as long as no one's life is on the line, it doesn't. It, I'm I, I don't have this like moral stance I need to take on your coworker being a bitch. So I, I'll just agree with you. But if you want advice, I like doing that. And I, that is where I idle, but people don't always want that. So I've started just asking because it solves a lot of problems. Dude, perfect segue to the calls because that's exactly what I was looking for. Because I will say when people call in and leave these messages, more often than not, we're sitting here going, look, you know what you're supposed to do. So I'm just right, like, right. It's like <laughs> everyone, everyone kind of has an awareness of, of what the thing is. You just, you generally need someone else to, I mean, that's what my therapist does where I'll just be like, is that fucked up? He's like, that's pretty fucked up. You know, like, okay, okay. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's the thing where it's the thing where there, there's a, your yard is catching on fire and you have the hose in your hand and you're, for some reason you're going, should I put the fire out? And it's like, yeah, yeah. you 100%, dude. That's the thing. Now or later? Do, right. When is the good? <laughs> Probably you, now. You let a fire burn out. I've heard that thing. Okay, so on that note, Renee, let's roll the first call, man. This is perfect. Hi, um, my name is Singh. That's T S I N G. I use they them pronouns. Um, and I was recently, I recently went through a breakup. Um, and in, we're on good terms. It's all fine. It was a very good relationship. It was just a matter of distance. Um, but now we're not really talking to each other until we can be normal and be friends again. And that's been really hard. Uh, and so whenever I try to talk to people that I like talk to my friends about it, I feel like I don't really let them know how hard it is because I'm afraid that I'll like be putting the weight on them to take care of me. And I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or anything, but I think that it's probably best that I do let them know. So I guess my question is, how do I go about telling people that I am struggling without putting on extra pressure to make them feel like they have to fix it? Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Singh. Uh, Caleb, what do you think? 
the th- uh, the thing that jumps out to me about this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, actually, which is uh, more often than not, I feel like people who uh, are concerned with uh, it burdening others and 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 edit their behavior according to that concern are not the people that we ever need to be concerned with it. You know what I'm saying? It's always mm-hmm. the people like the, the fact that saying uh, the fact that they are even worried about that means they probably already self-edit too much and don't share enough right. and take and take care of other people more than they take care of themselves. Because I promise you the people that uh, share way too much, put burden on people, don't think about uh, the toll they're taking on the people, ask for too much emotional labor, et cetera. They don't think about it at all. That's why they are. The, you know what I mean, it's the thinking of it that is like the thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, tell your friend, tell your friends how you're feeling. It, that, that's also the point of friendship. What are we doing if not that? Yeah, I, I'll never forget one of my closest friends called me out of the blue about 20 years ago and was just like asking for some perspective because he just was he didn't see the point in so many things and was like really kind of on a, an emotional spiral. And it was just like I was struck by how brave he was by doing that, you know, and, and I think that's yeah. really I, I never had the, the, that kind of guts. Um, and anytime I've really needed help, it's already kind of gone past that. And I had to be like, wait, wait, you know, like anyway, like not hit rock bottom or anything, but like, I never really was like, Hey, can you, can I talk to you about this? I do that now, but it was like, that was never, I was always keep everything bottled up inside. I, I, I don't think they need to, uh, worry about burdening people if they're actually your friends. I, I felt so honored that my friend called me, you know, yeah. and if, if the thing were, that's so huge and just be like life, it kind of sucks for me right now. Um, and that's okay because this will pass. But since you asked, you know, like I, I remember someone gave me a, a book of advice from a dad to a son and it was all very like Hemingway-ish, very one sentence. And like, you know, a lot of it was very helpful and good, but one was anytime people ask you how you're doing, always say just fine. Thanks. No matter how you are doing. And I was like, kind of like, fuck this. Like, Sure, a stranger, right? Don't be if someone's like, "Hey, how are you?" Don't be like, "Well, um, I I'm still in love with my high school girlfriend." I'm like, Jesus, you know, like something insane. But if it's like a friend asks you to be like, you know what? It's I'm kind of going through it right now. It's not fun, you know. And the friend could be like, "Well, I'm sorry to hear that," or the friend could be like, "You want to talk about it?" It's like, but at least now they know. I think most of us don't want our friends to hide their pain. I don't know. Yeah. And also I think um, like a lot of, a lot of this stuff, like I, I've just, like I said, I, a lot of my problems have been solved by just being really communicative at the top of a situation. Like I'll just, mm-hmm. I have, you know, you have your little rotation of people that you talk to about the big things and I'll text, you know, a close friend or my aunt or my mom or whoever I'm trying to like, vent to about a situation i'll just be like hey i don't know what you're doing right now but i really need to be like kind of a whiny bitch about this thing and i because that's how i feel i'm like i'm gonna for 20 minutes be a whiny bitch and i want you to do and i don't want you to interject with like little stories about your life or <laughs> like yeah. when, you know when we're doing your stuff that could be a different call maybe or if totally. we have time for a long call but right now i just want you to know that when i call you in 20 seconds it's going to be about me being uh whining about my thing and that that has to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will, I, I've, I'll do the, 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 the cliff notes version of this, but it's my, it's my favorite person blaming me for something that I had nothing to do with. And we, when we moved into this house, uh, we had a neighbor, these neighbors who are, uh, 
probably around my age, which is in their mid forties and, and they have teenage kids and they had these giant parties and, um, they had a party that was like, it was past 10 PM blare. Like the music was, it was almost a joke, like eighties music just blaring so loud that yeah. we're, my wife and I are in bed and she's sick. And I'm like, this is, are they kidding? And I, I went outside in our new house, you know, which needed a thousand repairs. So it's just like a shack. And I'm like, excuse me. Hey, can you guys uh, turn it down? It's after 10. And we, I just hear, welcome to the fucking neighborhood over and over and over from what sounds like two women. <laughs> I can barely hear them over the hot tub. And I'm like, and then just like, oh, great, great. And it's like, I didn't have the heart to tell them. I've been in this neighborhood off and on since 2003. But right. I, uh, they finally turned the music down. And I was like, thank you. And then I heard, welcome to the fucking neighborhood. And I go back in the house and I'm depressed. I'm like, this. I share a fence with a maniac. But I woke up in the morning and I just was, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm that, that was so insane. Yeah. So months later, we get invited to a house party at their house. And my wife's out of town and she's like, do not go. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going yeah. and I'm bringing a friend. And I went and the husband was a prince, walked me around the house, showed me around. You know, we kind of laughed about it. And I met his wife, who was the one who screamed at me. And she's like, oh, it's you. And she's like, well, you were quite rude. And I was like, it was after 10. My wife was sick. The music was so loud. And she cuts me off. She's like, oh, I was with my daughter. And I never get to hang out with her. I can't see over the fence. How would I have known she was with her daughter? Like, how right. would I have known? Right. And it was, and, and I was like, well, I don't know how I'd know that. And she was kind of like, just this, let's just agree to disagree. And I'm like, yeah, let's squash it. Like, I didn't care. But it's still my favorite argument. So it's like, I still, if, 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 if like, like if I'm mad at someone or whatever, and I know I'm in the wrong in my head, I want to be like, well, I was with my daughter. Okay. Yeah. And you. <laughs> well, here's, here's a question for you that, that came up for me during that. Um, have you always been the guy who yells at the people about the loud music or, or, or no. is that new for you? No, no. I know exactly when you can and when you can't, <laughs> I, I'll let people blow off steam. I've had loud parties. When I moved to LA, me and Kyle Kinane had an apartment and we would come home drunk and blare music so loud that this our poor neighbor downstairs would come up and bang on the door and and we open the door and I go oh too loud Sam and he'd be like yeah yeah and big time I felt so bad for him he was and I'd see him at the gym and be like sorry man he's like God you guys really got to it was it was like sitcom level repetition the amount of times we would wake him up it was not 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 cool I regret it hugely. I got yeah. my, my, my friend Gabby and I moved into our place in Chicago my second year there. And it was like this little coach house, um, shitty, small, like should not do probably should not have been zoned for residents. Um, <laughs> but it had like a yard and a deck. And we were like, we're going to have a bunch of our like comedian friends. I mean, and a comedy party is, of course, one of the most tragic things that can ever exist. It's like well, There's no like 15 people doing like clowning bits and there's like the loud, music's too loud, but there's all it's. It's it's psychotic, and so we had this this like housewarming party, and we every place I've ever moved into, I've taken baked goods or something to my neighbors and said, "Hey, I'm here now, and this is me." Oh, and cool. I, you know, I had dropped a little. I think I made muffins for everybody around us and dropped little letters and said, "Hey, we're having this party. Here's my cell phone number. If you need anything, uh, you're welcome to come to the party. Please come by." And I thought, wow, that's just. I thought I'm the sweetest person to ever live. Yeah. There's going to be no problems. We get a letter on our fence the next day and we went, I mean, the party, we probably, you know, it's like we went until three or four in the morning and um, the, we got a letter on our fence the next day that was like, hello, new residents of th 1345 Westbury. I'll drop the address because we don't live there anymore. Yeah. And they were like, you might not be aware of this, 
but you have moved into a family neighborhood. And it was like this like screed, oh. this like long letter of like, we would all appreciate it. We've all been talking on the street today about how obnoxious this was. And we oh. would all appreciate And I was like, and I mean, it was like, we just moved in. Fuck yeah. you. Like, fuck your letter. Also, yeah. I, no offense to you, because I know you have a kid, but people with kids have got to shut the fuck up. Nah, uh, I, agree that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like people with kids think the world stops because they had them. And people that are 23 think that they can have parties until 3 a.m. This is just always going to be. The- and I, I think it's often you have parents who people who saw themselves as very altruistic all through life. And now that they have kids, that stops because my kid is my charity now. And it's my little prince or princess. And yeah. <laughs> I don't need to think about other than anybody else because I'm raising and caring for a little one. It's just like. I- and they're the future of the country and the world. I gotta raise them. You can't have parties until three a.m. I'm raising the future of the country. Don't you understand? Don't this you is get the it? Noble quest I'm on. <laughs> Good Christ. Anyway, no, that's fantastic. And, and like such an ugh. You may not know this. It's like I don't care to know this. I'm changing it. Yeah, I don't have kids, dog. I don't know what to tell you. Also, if you would have just come over and talked to me in person, it would have been I would have been way cooler about it. But when I got the letter, I was kind of like, I want to throw another party tonight. I'm a little pissed off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come knock on my door. I gave you my address. Plus, like insanity. Okay, there we go. I think I think Raphael's finished. Okay. I love that for him. I'm happy for him. Me too. Me too. It's just, it's, I, I, and I admire his following style. Genius. Um, okay, so let's roll the second call. Hey, Matt. One of the mighties here. Uh, love your podcast. Yeah. Uh, love your stand-up. Hey, by the way, um, I live in L.A. Would love to see you again in L.A. sometime after you're done with um, whatever tour you're doing at the moment. Anyway, so um, I need to break up with my therapist, <laughs> and I know you've given people advice on this um, in the past, um, and I phrase it this way as, like, break up because it feels kind of like that. It feels like I'm breaking up with a significant other. Um, so I've been with this therapist for, like, three years, and I kind of feel like the roles have switched a little bit, like I'm starting to become her therapist. Um, partially because she, um, her father just died. Um, and, um, so I'm, I want to give her a little bit of a break on that. Um, but it, lately, I've been thinking about this for probably about six months. Um, it's just been helpful, but not helpful. (laughs) Like, um, and, and so I feel like I need to, uh, kind of cut loose. Um, but what I'm struggling with is, um, how to do it. <laughs> I'm the type of person who, like, if you step on my foot, I'm going to apologize to you. Like, oh, sorry, my foot was there. Um, and so I don't want to go into that mode of, like, I'm so sorry that I'm doing this, you know, and, and just apologize, apologize, apologize. Um, but at the same time, I would like to give a little bit of a reference to her um, because I feel like Maybe she should go on a sabbatical or something. So I feel like maybe I should mention that. Um, and she's also just kind of lately given me some not so great advice. Um, so, but at the same time, this is a professional relationship, sort of. <laughs> like she, um, you know, she kind of crossed some lines that you're not supposed to cross as a therapist. Um, and, and, and so, like nothing physical, but, um, 
so I'm just struggling in terms of like, should I kind of cut and run? Be like, look, you know, this is why, or if I should give her some like explanation or anything like that. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Wow. That's a, that's a barrel of fish. Uh, well, first off, I, I perform in LA about every week, at least once. So, uh, just if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, I post when I'll be at the comedy store or the improv or, uh, or otherwise. Um, let's see. Um, boy, uh, I had a therapist I broke up with and, uh, broke up with, stopped working with, um, because I, I felt like she wasn't helping me and was way, honestly, way too, um, supportive if I'm honest. I, I remember, you know, the great thing about having a therapist, you can say literally anything, you know, within, you know, other than I'm planning on murdering this person tomorrow <laughs> at three or whatever. I, 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 and you I can still say that. You're allowed you to say that. You can. It'll yeah. just be consequences. You just have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I said something wild, like, like I, I, I was, it was about me not being able to stay in a relationship and I was kind of like I just I didn't feel like I had any connection to any of these women and uh I don't know and, and and she's like well maybe you never have kind of thing and I was like let's slow down all right I've been around the block lady this wasn't me, like me saying I've only dated my girlfriend in high school or, or something like that so it was just too it was just too like no maybe you're looking at that maybe you're maybe it's not you and you're like just it, it's not the world lady so that was my reasoning and that's way less than what you said. So I think you should definitely part ways with this person and I would just do it with an email. I don't think you necessarily have to sit there and walk through it. It sounds like she's crossed personal lines. It sounds like she is using you, uh, in, uh, utilizing you in the way you should be utilizing her for support. And it sucks about her dad, that's terrible, but you know, I don't know if my only thing is, I don't know if you, from my perspective, and I'll let you give yours, uh, Caleb, I, I, I don't know if you should even say that go, maybe go on a sabbatical thing. I, I don't even know if I would, I, I think maybe this person has to figure it out on their own. But that's, that that's my two cents. What, what do you think, man? Yeah, I think uh, obviously an email because it, it, you described being someone who struggles with uh, staying on task or keeping like it sounds like the verbal aspect of it. You're worried that you're going to over empathize and go to a place that you don't want to go, which is that you don't owe her an apology. Also, therapists, I switched therapists. They didn't do anything wrong. The, the, the yeah. nothing, they, they stepped no bounds. They did. My problems just changed. Your problems change all the time. And you work through certain stuff. Like when I was first in therapy, obviously we were talking a lot about my dad <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you know, like that's always going to be a small part of it, but things shift in a big way. And then career stuff comes into play and love stuff falls in or out. Of, it's, it's like you have different seasons of life and maybe you need different uh, people on your team and, and people that you're uh, that are helping you through stuff. So I think leaving a therapist is like, yeah, you've been with her for this or this person for three years, but definitely don't say anything about the sabbatical. Don't make it more about, just make it about you and what you're feeling. And I think it's just, it's as easy as being like, Hey, I, I have a new season of life and a new season of problems. And I really want to explore different options. And I appreciate everything you've helped me through. Um, and I wish you well. And then, you know, unless you physically killed her, her dad, then I think, uh, <laughs> you know, you're off the hook on that. Yeah. And yeah, I think have fun, be yourself yeah. and, you know, dance like nobody's watching, et cetera. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I think if if this therapist has a follow up with like, no, I think you owe me more explanation or anything, anything like that that makes you uncomfortable, that's when you ghost them. That's when you block yeah. them. Because that's, that's insane. That's when you're like, no, because you know, a call the call. She was asking like, do I just leave? Do I get an explanation? Give an explanation, but what Caleb said. But that's all. That's all. No more. more no more involvement. That kind of. What you said she was putting you through made kind of me made me cringe, man. It made me like kind of scrunch my back muscles. Like, nah. it's you're already in this emotional naked sense with this person, and they're just like, whatever she said to you that crossed boundaries. I, I feel I feel for you. That's that's tough stuff, man. Oof. Yeah, it feels. I think also, I, you know, good on you for realizing that it's time to move along because that sounds. Yeah. It sounds like, um, and also just try to remember too, anytime you're doing something hard, I think this is something I've been trying to do lately. Uh, just visualize how good things are going to be when this problem is solved. Yes. And when you have a new therapist who's not crossing boundaries, who is uh, not giving you bad advice that you don't have three years history with, that you, how good it's going to be when you're in the, the healthier version of this situation uh, or of your life. And, and that'll kind of help you through the hard part that is sending the shitty email, et cetera. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, hope that helps. Thanks for being a mighty. Uh, let me know any shows you want to go to because uh, I could hope I can try to put you on the list. And I, I just appreciate you calling in with uh, uh, a big problem that you will handle no problem with and you will uh, be better on the other side. So thanks. All right. One more call. You ready? Can't wait. Okay. Hey, Matt. Uh, Josh here. I'm uh, 35 and just starting out doing open mics. And I got a few questions you fellas might be able to help me with. First part is, like I said, I'm 35, so I'm a little older than most of the crowd doing it, and uh, which is fine, but sometimes I tend to feel like Billy Madison, and I, I see 18-year-old kids kill, and I'm like, wow. And it's not a jealousy thing. I'm glad for them, but... Yeah, I just kind of feel out of place, so I don't know if, like, you know of anybody you started out with that was older. And it's not even, like, a thing, like, I'm worried about making it. I don't care if I ever, you know, earn anything more than a PBR. I just, uh, I don't know. Hold on. Damn. Hold on. Where'd he go? Never mind. Not hold on. Not oh, hold on! So not hold on! Never mind! That's where it ended, oh, buddy. Look. Oh, God. Just, just, just so I don't lose this thought. Uh, I used to do this, and this is... Shout out to anyone who used to do this. Used to go swimming with a shirt on when I was younger. Because I didn't... I hated my body. I thought it was weird. Rock on, yeah. But anytime I see a quote-unquote fat kid, a big kid wearing no shirt, swimming proudly. It's, 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 it's wonderful to see, you know? It, it's anytime I see someone who is, doesn't have any kind of body issues and you, you, could, you, you could visualize someone making fun of them for whatever reason, and they're out and they're swimming, you know, and, and, and that's, just, that's just body. There's, there's also, it, it, you have to translate that to the stage because people feed off confidence and self-love. Uh, and and, you, and you, you, you have to be that person that just doesn't care. Dude, I got 10 years on you, man. 
And uh, yeah, I see young people kill or murder or do stuff that, you know, I, it's not as funny to me or it is, but it's, I learned something. It's, it's always cool. I, I don't know. It's, it's, and, and, and the fact that you're not ambitious, that's fine. That's good too. But that should feed into you kind of, and Caleb and I, <laughs> the way you said I'm 35, <laughs> you said it like you lost, like you just said you lost your house keys. Yeah. You said it like, uh, I cracked the car. Um, you honestly, if you're just open by saying you're 35, that's sad. It will kill, even though people don't care that you're 35. Um, <laughs> it was just the delivery. Was second time, awesome. second time, second, yeah, and 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 you're already, yeah, second, second, the second. I'm 35 in sort of an exhausted way. Uh, I, it's one of my favorite things that's happened in in this week. Yes, it's great. It's great, and it's you're real. also you're not. Yeah, tell the truth. That would be the first thing. Tell the truth. You're 35. Yeah. Okay, great. You yeah. just say that. Say all this on stage. Say what you're worried about. And also, you're not seeing 18 year olds kill. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Eddie Murphy, in what 40 years ago or whatever that was. I mean, like, like no. that. That's that's really, really rare. I think this person is probably 24. You know, right. At the youngest. Well, that's the that's the other thing that we do that that I, I think humans do though in general, but I think particularly, especially people in in comedy and you know our arts, the arts, entertainment in general, is that you see someone who's twenty four or twenty five killing it, and you go, oh god, they're fucking seventeen, and then you go, you're thirty five is young, thirty five is so young, oh yeah, and you go, oh, I'm thirty five, and you start you act like you're fifty, you're not, you're thirty five, the mm -hmm. the person you saw kill is probably twenty five, uh, they started younger than you because uh of whatever reason they had a fucking uncle who's an exec at showtime or whatever the hell. So, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is doesn't matter. go do it, go do the thing. And also it's so, it made me, it made me want to, Ooh, it made me want to scream. It made my heart so warm and joyful when you said all you ever need to earn is a PBR. That's the right attitude. Go have fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. And do, do I care? Does anyone care how old any of these comedians are that are funny? You never give a shit. You never give a shit. No one, if anyone has the deck stacked against them, it's a very young person because people are like, what's this kid on stage doing? And they might be brilliant. You don't know, but it's not, as long as you're not looking at it in terms of like, what's my marketability or whatever. And even that, I mean, I, I've said it before and we live in a different age, but Rodney, da Rodney Dangerfield didn't even try it till he's 40. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. you and and I hope that, um, you know, every time I step on stage as a conventionally gorgeous 26 year old gay man, sure. I am in peril. Uh, I am one of the mo I'm one of the bravest people who's ever done anything. Sure. Sure. And so I just want to, you know, I want to say to this, uh, this caller, if I can do it <laughs> with all my uh, plight, you can. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And I'm going to second that as a person who plays a lot of college towns. And, you know, we all grew up. Uh, you know, every girl we went to school with, they had a poster of a middle-aged man with a salt and pepper beard on their wall. <laughs> the dad from Family Ties was a big one back in my era. So it's like, yes. I am kind of this walking piece of meat. And they're like, why yeah. would you make me laugh? Objectified. I, you, I just want to date you. And it's like, look, I'm married and you're very young and this is not my thing. So like, I get it, man. We're, right. The point is, Caleb and I are two of the most brave performers you'll ever hear about in your life. Yeah. And, and we're telling you, it's okay, man. It's okay. Yeah. Push the push the big rock up the hill because it's worth it when you get up there. It really is. It's fun when it rolls all the way down. <laughs>
So that's that's all the calls, Caleb. This was so fun. Do you have anything you want to plug now that you're on here uh, on this this yeah. this, this, this platform with I, I think a few thousand listeners or so? I I want to tell your millions of listeners a couple of things. <laughs> uh, I'm about to an- announce shows in Kansas City, St. Louis. Um, those haven't come out yet. My shows in Chicago were sold out, but we might add more. So. Um, Follow me on stuff if you want to see me live in the next month. Uh, God willing, we'll we'll simply see how that goes. And I also have a podcast. It's on the HeadGum Network. It's called Keeping Records. Me and my really funny, really brilliant friend and roommate, Shelby Wolstein, are um, breaking down the original golden records that NASA sent into space in 1977. And then we're also uh, making new records with our friends. Uh, which Matt, we we need to have you on, but uh, go listen to my podcast. Go listen to my podcast. Yeah, buy I'm gonna, tickets. I'm, I'm going to subscribe right now. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I have I have 27 cities I'm hit I'm I'm going to be hitting come the middle of August, and I'm just like I who knows, you know, it's 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 they're all up there, you know. Uh, uh, I I have a couple that are already were they, you know demanding the Vax cards, which I'm like all of them, all yeah. of them, you know. But yeah, my my show in Chicago is also sold out, so he's added a second one. And where are you uh, at? Where are you uh, at? Chicago? Shubas. At Shubas. Oh, I love Shubas. Me too. Yeah, Shubas is great. Um, but yeah, so mattbronger.com slash tour and uh, uh, go see go see Caleb and listen to his podcast. And this was this was a joy. And I I want to especially thank you, Raphael, for showing up wherever you are, boy. We love you. Oh, love you, man. That we love was, you, King. That was I, I was so glad that you rolled with it and, and thought it was so funny and that oh, I love shout it. out to Renee for him being like, This is gold, this is so fantastic and visually this is so funny. Cause it was like I I'm trying I tried not to flip out and be because I felt so bad. I felt so <laughs> bad you came on my podcast and it's just like burn and it, it was a thing where you're like, it's so loud and I'm like, Oh, can you hear it? And you said that and I was like, damn it, you know. I, my favorite thing, it's, it's coming, it's raring back for the end. My favorite thing in all of comedy uh, is, and always has been uh, chaos. I love when everything goes wrong. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Yes. Um, Yeah. My, my favorite, my favorite set I've ever done. I was trying, I was trying to test 10 new minutes because I had a thing coming up that I wanted to have 10 new minutes for. And the, um, the first, first like setup out of my mouth, I got involved with this heckler and we ended up talking for like 15 minutes. I ran the light by quite a bit. And it was my favorite set of all time. And it was horrible. I mean, it was, it was it just me ripping on this dude. Um, and like him, like we have a conversation. I think we had a conversation about his life. But yeah, I, I, I love when shit goes wrong. I think it's the best. Yeah, and it, 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 there's nothing worse than something going horribly wrong and someone just trying to plow through their set because they really want to do their set. And it's just like, just no. Pivot. This is the moment that, now. That guy just vomited and he's masturbating. <laughs> You gotta talk about one of those things. Did yeah, I I know you I know you wanted to have your pristine set, but it's the vomit and, and jerk off show now. It so is. You gotta move. You gotta react. And and God, <laughs> if that isn't life, I don't know what is. You know. Yeah. Um, I gotta I gotta hop off here and go my is gardener great. out. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, Caleb. I will. Thanks for uh, having me, dude. Of course, I'll hit you about your podcast. And good luck on the tour, man. Hope to see you in the hood. Please, yeah. And Renee, thank you so much for your help. I appreciate you. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Well, that was random, chaotic, and amazing. Thank you, Caleb Huron, for being on the show and for dealing <laughs> with <laughs> oh the clipper or the weed blower, whatever it was. Uh, if you'd like some advice, I have some heavy hitters coming on the show, and I'm going to be doing a solo one by myself real soon. So anything you want to ask, advice, whatever, call 323 323- 
723-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.